Welcome to our friends, the anthology episode. episode. Oh, no, you go. No, you go. <laughs> no, you go. No, by episode Fleet. seven. Say no more. <laughs> okay, go. <laughs> I did episode seven. I'm Ron. I'm David, and we're going to be talking about Twilight Zone season one, episode twenty nine, Nightmare as a Child. Let's get right into it. Yeah. I liked this episode. Whoa. I think maybe more than you did. I hated it. That's <laughs> This is my least favorite Twilight Zone episode. That you've ever seen? Maybe not, but it's low. Wow. I don't like this episode. I mean, I wasn't blown away by it, but I thought it was totally fun. And maybe my favorite of the ones we've seen so far. I mean, we've only seen three. Yeah. David just threw up in his mouth a little bit. Ooh. <laughs> oh, not a little bit. There's a lot. I gotta, we gotta pause. I gotta clean this up. <laughs> oh, I guess we should start with a synopsis. Please do that part. <laughs> okay. So, quick summary uh, Helen Foley is uh, the main character. She's a school teacher. She comes home to her apartment and finds this little girl sitting on the steps. Helen invites the little girl in for Coco. And the girl is kind of, she's like creepy. She's obviously. Wise beyond her years. She has these very adult mannerisms, like ways of holding her hands. And and she knows way too much about Helen. Right. She knows that she was has a scar from a uh, burn from being a child. She knows her that she doesn't like marshmallows in her cocoa. She knows all these things about her. Helen is like sort of very quickly a little bit freaked out by this. And suddenly the girl goes, uh, someone's coming. I have to go. And she runs off into a back room and disappears out a window or something. And uh, sure enough, a man knocks on the door and he introduces himself as Peter Selden and says that he, he had seen her earlier. We knew that she had seen this guy that she knew. She had a distant memory of, but didn't know who he was or why she remembered him. He introduced himself as a friend of her mother's and said that he knew her growing up. And they referenced this incident, this something that we don't, we don't know quite what event transpired. And Helen doesn't know either. Right. She has this sort of black. She's blacked it out of her memory. She has no recollection of it. Well, she doesn't remember really anything from her childhood. Right. She doesn't remember how she got the burn. Eventually, these pieces sort of start falling back into place. And and then Helen starts talking about this girl that she saw earlier and her, that her name was Marks. Marky. Marky. And Pierce Selden says, well, that, that was your name as a child. And uh, he leaves. And... Helen encounters the girl again and discovers that she's this, she's her, she's her as a young girl. And eventually Peter Selden comes back and says that I killed your mother, which is this event that had been blocked out and tries to kill Helen. And then Helen, eventually he falls down the stairs and dies. And basically that's, that's just it. Yeah. And that's why I don't like this episode. <laughs> no, but like number one, so Selden comes back and he's like, you know, I've been keeping tabs on you because I was worried you'd remember. And then, you know, you could point to me as the murderer of your mom. So now I got to kill you because I can tell you're starting to remember. But before he comes back, the second, you know, before the second time he comes in, the first time he goes, hey, remember that thing with your mom? <laughs> and remember that you can't remember the guy who did it? So he's basically, he's basically he's leading her down the yeah. path. Why do that? Uh, you know. More fun that way. Yeah. 
Okay. A little bit of a cat and mouse game. Second, I mean, you know, you're way too ahead with the girl and knowing that she's the Helen as a young kid, you know, knowing that they're the same person. And then with the whole thing of like when the guy comes in and goes, your mom and you don't know who murdered her, you know that immediately too, that he's the guy. And then the twist is a police inspector comes in and he's like, you know, sometimes psychologically, like, People can invent these like figments to help them remember things or whatever. And speaks way too and like pontificates about it too much as a police inspector. And the, the other police inspector is like, Oh weird. <laughs> <laughs> That's like a something you see in an episode of a science fiction TV show. You just it's it's But uh, the kind of show where each episode is a different story. <laughs> I just think that Yes, like at its core, it's a very like simple story. You're always a little bit ahead of it, and it's so generic. This is the thing I like the least about it. It's so generic. I could see this in any other anthology series, and I think I have seen versions of this like five different times. I just think that in some ways the same arguments could be made against the other three episodes or other two episodes that we've seen. The big tall wish. Sure. Yeah, so many stories about wishes being made, and then. No. What was the other one you watched? Well, that I'm not going to defend because, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of that one. Something about the vibe of this one hooked me. I don't know what it was. I liked, I really liked the performance of the little girl. I think that, like, yes, creepy children are used to do. You just make them seem smart. You give them lines to make them seem smart. And they just, like, don't blink as often. And you got a creepy kid. But I also don't like they break the rule because... They're towing the line of, like, she knows too much about Helen. But then they do it like Helen as a child, because she is Helen as a child. You later find out, even though you know right away. But she also does things where, like, you're nervous now. Like, she would, like, read her mind in the present. Do you remember that? Well, I think that makes sense. I mean, if she's if she the is product like, of Helen's yeah. mind. But that also removes any kind of Twilight zone thing. Well, I mean, I don't think that her being a figment of Helen's mind like totally explains it either because she's aware that someone's coming to the door. She knows that he's going to come to the door. It's there's a she has a bit of an omnipresent nature to her. Mm. That I don't think the explanation at the end like totally covers. Mm. Like yes, the twists you can see from a mile away, but I think that part of the tension from the episode comes from the fact that the protagonist, Helen, is sort of fighting against herself to remember. And so there's an element of, like, you know that she's going to have the breakthrough. You know she's in danger because you know who this guy is and what he's done and what he's capable of. Him leaving and coming back does not make sense. It doesn't. It doesn't. But in the moment, in that scene... Also, she had a really shitty nickname. (laughs) (laughs) Touché. But I think that there's an element of, like, again, like her fighting against yeah, that's herself, fair. her own memory, which is interesting. Yeah. It's, it's interesting that they even tried to sort of show this very internal struggle on screen. This, this reminds me a lot more of an Alfred Hitchcock Presents episode than a Twilight Zone episode. Huh. And the thing is, with Alfred Hitchcock, it would have been a better mystery with Alfred Hitchcock Presents. Hmm. And it's not a mystery at all here. That's fair. And I will say there's a beat at the end where she's back in her apartment. Everything's kind of been settled and she hears 
Twinkle, twinkle, little star. Which is what the younger version of herself had sung. And so for a second, you're like, wait, did this not all get sailed? But she's now going to continue to be sort of haunted by this younger version of herself and turns out to be just a normal girl. Yeah, that just, on the that just annoys me. Well, the funny thing is that I was like, "Oh my god, is is there a, a twist after the twist that Which like would be, that would have been she's great. just insane and is constantly being manipulated by these little girls to like kill strangers?" But no, but that would have been cool. Yeah. But that also like, don't you think we've reached a point where that twist after the twist would have been cliche too? Mm, maybe, but well, with the twist you pitched, yeah. Well, what was the twist you were thinking? I don't know. But a better twist. <laughs> Anyways, I just I thought that there were aspects of this episode that were redeeming. It's kind of funny that we just totally yeah flipped yeah kind of unexpected. Funny and also the end of the podcast. All right, <laughs> next week uh, we'll be doing another Twilight Zone episode, season one, episode thirty, a stop at Willoughby, which will also be our last of Twilight, the Twilight Zone, Zone episode for, for a while. Yeah, this has flown by. Yeah. But that's because we recorded <laughs> three in one day. Yeah. Anyways. Shh. See you next week. Have an amazing week. Hey. Hey. See you next week and have an amazing week. <laughs> I like that better. You're right. That does have a ring to it. Sort of like echoes. See you next time and have an amazing week.